Hello, hello, hello. I am your Queen Jean, hostess with the most, is Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to look. Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz. And happy Friday, y'all. <laughs> it is Pride Week here in New York City. And I hope y'all out there have been enjoying the In Yo Mouth Pride series. This week's Pride icon is the one, the only, Queen Jean. If you don't know who she is, you better learn, people. Queen Jean is a trans activist and the founder of the Black Liber Trans Liberation Movement. Black Trans Liberation aims to end homelessness within the trans population by providing access and resources from community partners that empower and celebrate the transgender nonconforming community. By keeping trans people off the street, they can dismantle the current 35-year life expectancy of black trans people and prevent systematic oppression. Go show her all the love. She is doing all the work, and we need to support, support, support our community leaders and the people who are doing the work on the ground. So shout out to you today. Queen Jean. In other news, I need to get real with you because we got to get, we got a lot to do today, folks. I was a little in my feelings. I did not make the Pride playlist this year like I have in past years. And you know, out there, I do a lot of work. And this Pride series, especially, has been, I feel really, really good and really impactful. And just going back through this, and my wish is that. You know, I know y'all are listening out there, and I know you all support me because you send me all these wonderful messages. But I just want to like get the stories out more, and I just want to say thank you from the jump. Thank you for all your support, and thank you just for buying the merch. Uh, speaking of the merch, the merch is doing well, and just as a reminder. Uh, any Pride merch that you buy from now, July, and so on, all proceeds are getting donated to the Ali Fournay Center, which helps support LGBTQ homeless youth. Honey, we are doing the work today, okay? But I want to get to the getting on because today's guest is 
epic. We have a gay celebrity in the room with us, and you all are not ready. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, Kaylin Allen. Say hi. Hello, darling. How are you? Amazing. How are you? I am wonderful. I love this entire intro. <laughs> First and foremost, I cannot thank you enough. You are an icon. You are the moment, honey. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Thank you so much for being here and giving me time out of your very, 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 very busy schedule because you are doing the most and beautifully, might I add. Oh, well, thank you so much, honey. The pleasure is all mine. Okay, well, listen, Kaylin, before we get to the getting on, I got to do what I got to do. And in the grand tradition of In Yo Mouth, I need to wish you Happy National Chocolate Eclair Day. Okay, okay. Okay. What's the eclair? (laughs) (laughs) It's those, they're very long and they're filled with cream and, and they have the chocolate on top. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. You know, you know, I mean, we we can go, like, pry dirty with it, but uh, <laughs> we're going to keep it clean, at least for now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, eclairs, you must have had an eclair in your life. Well, you know, I don't eat a lot of chocolate. You don't eat, what? I, know, I don't a- like chocolate. I only really like Kit Kats. And if I eat a Kit Kat, it has to be frozen. Uh, well, that's the only way to eat Kit Kats. Like, the, the kids don't know. Right? See, 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 I'm glad somebody else gets me. Yes. A- anytime I buy a Kit Kat, it goes uh-huh. right into the freezer, whether it's the jumbo, the little, any of them. Yep. Right? That and the Reese's Pieces. Mm. Not a sponsor. Not Neither one of them, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I mean, they are both made by the same company. Hello, hello, hello. Well, you know what? You are in luck because it's a double day today, and I don't even make these things up. You know, somebody at Foodimentary is in charge of this, and I'm still uh-huh. waiting to meet them. But it's also National Onion Ring Day. Okay, now I do know what onion rings are. Okay, but not during Pride Week. Nobody needs to be eating onion <laughs> rings. Yeah, Pride I Week. don't want no onion rings. Why would you want to be an onion? Just like you know how Donkey <laughs> says on uh, Shrek, when Shrek says ogres are like onions. Yep. Oh no my thanks. God. Listen, the only onion I got in. Um, during this Pride Week, is this onion booty. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period. Well, listen, no matter what you celebrate, whether it's National Eclair Day or National Onion Ring Day or, or just Pride in general, you know what? We celebrate you on this day. And moving right along to this day in gay history, because we got a lot to cover today. Kaylin, did you know that in 1969, gay icon Judy Garland dies of an overdose at the age of 47 today? On the exact same day as the Stonewall Riots. Um, yes, actually, the Stonewall Riots happened a couple days later, and oh. and it is. But there was a raid that night, wasn't yes, it? Yes, there was yes. a raid that night, and there is the tale goes that like the Judy Garland's death was supposedly, you know, what prompted all of this, uh-huh, but that has uh-huh. been that has been debunked, you know, right? Because the queens, the queens were angry, the queens uh-huh. were angry, and Judy Garland's death was the cherry on the icing on the cake, honey. Ah. Yes. Okay. okay. They were like, enough is enough. And Judy Garland? No, this ma'am. Is too much. Too much is going on. 
<laughs> also in 1982, singer Johnny Mathis officially comes out in an interview in Us magazine. Okay. Right? Look at that. Look at that, you know? Icon. Like you know what? The day is filled with icons. Right? Including you. And speaking of icons, in your mouth, listeners, if you don't know, and you obviously do know, I mean, I didn't even have to look up the video. Mayonnaise? Well, I'm going to call Child Protective Services. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What it a classic. Is, I mean, a classic? I mean, you were, you were at the forefront of the movement, honey. Ah, right? well, thank you, darling. <laughs> Listen, Caitlin Allen, at just 26 years old, is an award-winning actor, producer, singer, and television personality that has catapulted into the mainstream media, reaching millions of people worldwide across his social media platforms and through his online content. Y'all aren't ready for this bio. Discovered in 2018 by renowned comedian and talk show host Ellen DeGeneres, Kalen first made a name for himself through his hilarious Kalen Reacts videos, giving colorful and witty commentary on culinary concoctions found on the internet. For the next four years, Kalen held a regular guest spot on the Ellen DeGeneres show, often taking his infectious personality to high-profile events. Additionally, Kalen's talents captured the attention of the Food Network, where he has appeared as a judge on their Breakout Discovery Plus baking competition series Cake Alikes, Supermarket Stakeout, and as host for the season finale of Buddy vs. Dove. Wait, did you have to choose? I did have to choose. Well, no, actually, no, we had somebody, we had an audience that voted. Right? Because I'm a Duff fan. No, no oh, offense, okay. buddy. But okay. uh, Team Duff all the way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, y'all. Kaylin continues to play an integral role in the Food Network family with more projects and appearances to be announced later this year. Ooh, we love a teaser. Beyond that, his original content creations have earned him many award nominations and wins, including a Model D Award win for Best Host in a Web Series or Channel in 2018 and another win for Best Celebrity Integration in a Web Series or Channel in 2019. He was also nominated for Best YouTube Comedian at the 2019 Shorty Awards as well as Honoree at the 2020 Webby Awards. Additionally, Kaylin was recently honored with the Social Influencer Awards at Better Brothers in Los Angeles 2019 Truth Awards. Kaylin has also made a large handful of appearances in scripted television and film, including his acting debut in Seth Rogen's An American Pickle for HBO Max, as well as Amazon Prime's videos, rom-com holiday film with love, and season three of HBO's critically acclaimed A Black Lady sketch show opposite Robin Thicke, Shangela, and Durand uh, Bernard. He is also a talented singer and songwriter, having made his original musical musical debut with the release of his top 10 holiday album For Christmas Sake in 2020, featuring tracks with MJ Rodriguez from Pose and Alex Newell. We stand from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Ooh, I mean, Caitlin. I know, when, that was a lot, wasn't it? When I, when I say you do it all, you Honey. do it all with beauty and grace. And at 20... 20? I'm at six years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20, now, we have had epic people, gay liberties on this podcast, and uh, of all sorts, right? Doing the most and, like, you know, on the come up. But with uh, people like you, fabulous people like you, I like to start off with 
what what is it like hearing all that back at 26? Oh, oh, wow. You know, geez, ooh, I, I don't, you would think I have another answer to this question off the top. I guess for me, I mean, everything that I do is for the purpose of representation and visibility, you know? So I think when I hear all those things back, it just is a reminder that I'm on the right track, that, I, that I'm, I'm going down the right road and I just got to keep going. And honestly, I feel like I, I get into like, well, what's next? What else do I need to do? What, how can I level up? How can I become better? Because somebody needs me to be better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I mean at 26, I think I was doing dinner theater in Wisconsin. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was very, I was, it was very fortunate for me because I started at Ellen when I was 21. So it was very fortunate that I was still in school when Ellen uh, discovered me and I went straight from college straight to, you know, LA and working in the industry. So I'm very blessed that I have been able to have a career at such a young age and to only still be working and figuring it out every single day. So I am very grateful and thankful for that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And let's get into it. Was was food always the always the goal? No, that was an accident. There was never a goal. There was the goal was to move to New York City and be a professional actor. The mo- the week that I moved to LA, I had an audition at Juilliard for grad school, and I made the first food video just from just because I felt like doing it. There was never a case of being like, "Oh yeah, I want to make food videos. Yeah, I want to be a YouTuber." That was never the case. But because they went viral, I was like, "I guess I have to make this a thing now." You know, I gotta follow the hype. So then that's when I decided to make the, the videos then, and then they ended up getting me my job at Ellen, and that's just how it all went. Listen, uh, collecting bags, honey, right? Okay. From laying in your bed, talking right. about, right, calling Child Protective Services. Right. Now, I do love to cook. I do love to cook. So, like, that's always been a thing of mine. Uh-huh. But as far as being a digital creator, no, that was never a part of the vision. Yeah, you're so busy these days. Are you cooking? And if not, what? If not, or if so, what's the guilty pleasure? I wish I had more time to cook. Um, I don't have a lot of time to cook anymore, you know? And and it's hard because I'm always hungry. But when I do get to cook, usually if I... So, like, for Memorial Day, right? I invited a group of my friends over, and I did all the cooking, and I cooked all the barbecue, and I, I love feeding people. That just makes me feel good. And so I love being able to cook big old dinners for folks. But I think when I think of guilty pleasures, I would have to say my peach cobbler. You know, everybody knows about my peach cobbler. I talk about it all the time. So it would definitely be the peach cobbler would be the guilty pleasure. All right. Well, it wouldn't be Pride Month without some peach. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> now put that in your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Did you grow up surrounded by a lot of food, a lot of cooking, a lot? Like, did you derive inspiration from there? Yeah. So, you know how a lot of people, like, growing up ate, like, ramen noodles or, like, no, they had just, like, a me. lot of people did. Not but, my like, Puerto Rican butt. <laughs> but then they also, like, people just, like, would wake up in the morning and, like, have cereal for breakfast. In my house, my mother and grandmother cooked full meals. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, I had a full breakfast, I had a full lunch, I had a full dinner, you know? So that's what I was used to. I wasn't used to just, like, grabbing something out the kitchen and running out the house, you know, and keeping it pushing. So food was always the thing for me. My grandmother was more of the cook because my mother was, like, the career-focused one. So my grandmother would cook full spreads, and I would sit there, and I would watch her, and I would learn, and I would figure out how to cook. And I, I started cooking myself when I was, like, in fourth grade, so... Yeah, what kind of food? Oh, Southern. My grandmother was from Louisiana. So we had like candy yams, collard greens, like smothered pork chops, like all that. Oh, smothered pork chops. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) And are you carrying, are you trying to carry on those traditions now when you do have time to cook? Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I, I think also it's like, because I do, I, I do know that I want to do a cookbook one day. So a lot of times now I find myself experimenting with different foods and, and expanding my palate because I am so used to, you know, eating one thing. And now being at Food Network, too, when I'm judging these shows, like I'm having to eat any and everything, you know. And so it kind of it, it helps me discover new worlds of food. Yeah. So you're propelled into this food arena. Mm-hmm. Right. Unexpectedly. You're there. You're laying in your bed. You're you're funny as hell. Just doing your thing, thinking nothing of it. And then the next day. Right. Quote unquote, the next day. Right. The ne- within the next weeks, the next year, you are propelled like headfirst into this food arena. Did you have to like buckle down and study? Did you have to like how, how did you prep? How did you. Because all of a sudden, you know, my food career is long, long and, and rounded and I'm waiting and cooking and serving and doing all the things, doing the most. But like, how did you manage it? How did you figure it out? Well, I think it, that more so comes from me being just business savvy. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, like, so, for instance, the first video was made in November 2017. Mm-hmm. I was already taping my first episode of Ellen in December. So it only took a month. But because I, at the time, I had five jobs. And one of those jobs was doing marketing, right? And my mother also worked as, when I was growing up, worked in an ad agency. And so I would spend a lot of time in the office with her. And they worked on, like, things with, like, Sprint and Star Wars and stuff like that. So I was a around marketing my entire life. And so when the videos started to become popular, I knew how to market them in order to make it, you know, bigger than it actually was, you know, and to to get brand trust and to get a a fan base that was committed and and believed in the vision that I was seeing. And so I think that's more so where the background came from because the food videos itself, especially like the first ones when you talk about potato salad cake, mac and cheese and all those things, those specific recipes are things that are very ingrained within the African-American community. So I already had a connection to those recipes. And that's why it, w- it became difficult to do food videos that people were just making nasty food because I was like, this is just nasty. Like, there's only so much I can say about a nasty thing. And for me, it's important to always be authentic. I never want to be in a place where I am pretending or I am writing the joke just for a laugh, you know? And so it's like, if it doesn't feel like it's coming from a real place, then I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that, y'all? Taking notes. Take notes, y'all out there. Where does this confidence come from? Um, you know, it's so funny that you asked me that. It's like, this is what I truly believe about the world. 
I believe just like with everyone, when we are born into this world, some people are born with extreme talent. Some people are born with, you know, different talents in different areas and everybody looks different and everybody has their own uniqueness. I believe that confidence is actually something that that somebody is sometimes born with just a little bit more, you know, because there isn't a, a, a certain thing that happened or a thing that I looked back and realized it's just always who I was. I was just always outgoing and willing to take on any challenge, you know, and I just and I've met other people that are similar to that and, and we're very similar and I've met people that are complete opposite. So I really do think that it has everything to do with just the way that you are born. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, in your mouth, listeners. As you know, a lot of my guests, ninety-eight percent of my guests, I don't know. And I was very, very fortunate to meet Kaylin outside of the new Broadway musical, Pulitzer Award-winning *A Strange Loop*. If you haven't gone out to see *A Strange Loop*, and you're in New York City. Please go do so. It is epic. I was waiting for um, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in a long time who happens to be part of the cast of A Strange Loop. And here I am standing next to this being. Their back is to me looking fabulous. Fashion icon, right? (laughs) Green pants, gorgeous bag, right? Uh, Turtleneck. And I'm like, what? Who is this person? And sometimes uh, you ever see colors from people? Like, you ever, like, meet somebody and you, like, see colors, right? This is what I was experiencing from your back. And I was like, what is, like, you're, there's, like, an aura exuding. And then all of a sudden, Kaylin turns around and I compliment them. I compliment him on his outfit. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I know who you are. And now, and now Kaylin is here on the podcast. And, and so it's, it's just interesting to meet you and hear you speak like this because it's something you exude from the get-go not even having met you yet is mm. what my point is there mm. right and and it's a beautiful thing to see speaking of exuding things and speaking of uh being confident it is pride month we talk a lot about coming out here we talk about a, a lot about pride right we celebrate pride 365 days a year on this podcast honey. amen amen all right and i was wondering if you would share with the audience, your coming out story. Because I always say our stories matter because we never know who's listening and who we can affect. Yes, well, technically I came out twice. Uh, The first time I came out, I was 16. And it's my sophomore year. And it didn't go well. It, it, It didn't go well. And I wasn't surprised necessarily about the way, the response to it. Um, but as I told you about confidence, I am very solution-oriented. And at that point, I made the decision that I needed to do what I needed to do in order to get out and to go away so that I could be who I wanted to be. I was never the type of person that was like, oh, well, let me make myself small or let me conform to who everybody wants me to be. It was like, okay, well, if you don't like it, I'm going to do what I want to do. So... That's point blank, period. Uh, the second time I came out was once I was already working at Ellen and I had some type of status within the industry or whatever. And I remember I was going to speak at a youth summit of queer youth. And I there was some shirts being made that talked about being authentic. And it was a quote for me. And while I was on the plane, I was like, I cannot go talk to these kids about being authentic if I'm not doing that within my own life. So I decided to make an Instagram post, and I came out again. Of course, now, as far as, like, family, it, it, it was a little rough. You know, it was, it was rough for, for a long time. 
But I always believed that my purpose in life was bigger than just me. And I knew that growing up, well, I knew that a lot of who I am today was built from the lack thereof. And so I knew that I needed to press forward and be strong and be the person I needed to be for somebody else. I knew somebody needed me to come out. Somebody needed me to survive. Somebody needed me to exist. Somebody needed me to win so that they could believe that they could be all those things as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. You know, we don't qualify coming out stories here on the mm-hmm. podcast because yeah, I, I think they're unqualifiable as like good or bad or like mm-hmm. other because it's it's part of people's journeys, you know, mm-hmm. and not that anybody should suffer. Is, mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying here. But the importance of hearing stories like yours, the importance of hearing like the hundreds of stories we've heard on this podcast and seeing seeing what it's like on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, for people who may be going through things, for parents who may not understand, for for whomever, just dealing with whatever, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, is so is just so monumental, and mm-hmm. especially during this month, but always, you know, mm-hmm. but always. So I want to thank you for sharing, first well, and foremost. Go well, ahead. I was going to add, I was going to say that I also don't want people to think that, like, if you get some sort of notoriety or money or fame or whatever that that it that makes it easier i mean it makes it easier in some instances but i think sometimes we we talk about money and we think that money solves everything but money does not heal emotional damage and it does not heal those wounds and those scars and sometimes even to this day i find myself getting stuck in the pain and the trauma you know, because it still happened to me. I still experienced it. And and sometimes, actually, the money and fame makes me even angrier. Because in my head, I'm like, that wasn't even enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I get upset to be like, I did everything I was supposed to do. I've exceeded all expectations. And that's still not enough for the love that I deserve. Yes, so what's the key to coming through? Mm. You know what? At least yours. I don't know if there is a key because I think it's something that is always continuously happening. Yeah. I've said it before. I think think you come out multiple times in your life, Mm -hmm. whether it's to yourself or to others. To work. Well, uh, even even to myself. Like, you know, mm -hmm. there's... um, before the Billy Porters of it all, and, and mm-hmm. thank you, Billy Porter, for being, like, you know, uh, uh, at the front of the movement, right? But, like, well, I was painting my nails and wearing heels, too. But that moment of, like, feeling comfortable, I remember a specific moment mm-hmm. of trying to feel comfortable. And this is what I want to do because I love wearing this and I feel really comfortable in this, right? Mm-hmm. And I left my apartment and I got down the hall, and there's a turn to go to the elevators, and the maintenance guys were there, who mm. I'm so friendly. We're super cool, this and that. And I stopped, and I got scared. Mm. And I came back, and I literally walked back into my apartment. Mm. And then I was like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Like, you have been out, you were so confident, this and that. And there was this moment, and it was like coming out again. It was just like, mm-hmm. there are, you, it never, it, it's this never-ending cycle of, yes, dealing with past trauma, mm-hmm. right? 
and then still rediscovering yourself and and your queerness and and that it's this it's this cycle but it does get better well i also think like when you talk about the fear because i too experience that even to this day you know when i go to certain events depending on who's the event and what's going on and where it's located you know i always have to think about assimilate but I've realized in my life that it now it isn't necessarily fear. It's just sometimes I just don't want to deal with the homophobia. Yep. You yep. know, it's, yep. it's not even a case of being like, I'm not comfortable or whatever, because I, I really could care less, you know. But yeah. for me, it's more like I don't have the energy to have people yeah. staring at me today or have to deal with people in their, their side comments and stuff. like. Yeah. I, I don't have the patience for that, you yeah. know. I mean, and, and it even happens within our community. I mean, I was just in Puerto Vallarta oh, yes. a few weeks ago for Pride. I had my shirt off, and some random homosexual was like, you're fat. And I was like, wait a minute, what? I, didn't, I wasn't even talking to you. I was like, <laughs> see, see, I don't know. I can't. I can't. What'd you I, say, man? Huh? What'd I was you like, say, man? I was like, really? Really? This is, this is what you paid all this money for to come, to come all the way from wherever you're from? To just... Insult a stranger out of the see, blue. See. I wasn't even engaging with you. I can't. Listen I can't. Here. Well, listen, folks. This has been so great, but I think now is a great time to take a break. Let us get. Let us get a sip of our cocktail, right? And I'll be right back with my favorite part and your favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, folks, I don't know if you're ready, Kaylin, but I think you're going to be really fabulous at at this because it's time for my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, a little something we like to call Food News Updates. Food News, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News Updates. Velveeta just dropped a cheese-scented nail polish. I don't know if I want that. Why would you want your fingers to smell like cheese? That's crazy. Uh-uh. I would not want that. I would. Somebody walked up to me and they figured smell like cheese. I'm like, you just been eating nachos because you going to wash your hands? No. No, thank you. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. Lie. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm laughing so hard. You know, know, these brands, and no shade to Velveeta, because I I do enjoy me some Velveeta, not a sponsor. But, I mean, these brands really try it for, like, the clicks and the the Instagrams. And the gag is, Kaylin, is that this will sell out, and then it will get resold on eBay for, like, $5,000 a pop. Mm -hmm. That's the gag. Right? Mm -hmm. So thank you to Food & Wine, also not a sponsor for this article and always keeping me in the know. But um, Velveeta has announced the launch of its first ever nail polish collection with two colors that are based on its signature cheese product and the bold Velveeta lettering that decorates its packaging. There is a deep yellow called La Dolce Velveeta and a brighter red orange called Finger Food. And yes, they are both Scented like cheese. What's wrong with them? <laughs> what? 
Why just can't you just like do colors? You know, like how you go somewhere, you get like a Skittles, you know, uh, yeah. nail polish, and yep. it's just by the colors. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I would want my hands to smell like Skittles before I wanted to smell like well, cheese. <laughs> well, well, what if someone came up to you trying to like, you know, you know, give you give you some swag, right? And, and they got this like yellow nail polish on, and they're like, "Yeah, you like this? <laughs> it smells like cheese." I'd be like, "Hell no." And this is not going to work because I can already tell by the choices of your nail polish that we don't belong together. <laughs> we, Mariah Carey, do not belong together. <laughs> okay, no, ma'am. I do not think we are here for this whatsoever. But if you are, you know what? I'm, I may judge you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to say As you it, should. Yeah. <laughs> the pasta bag is making a comeback this summer. Designer Nick Bentle is releasing a new version of his Barilla-shaped handbags. Have you seen this? You are quite a fashionista. This is why no, I chose this. Oh, I haven't. So, so last year, designer Nick Bentle released uh-huh. a bag that looked like a box of Barilla pasta. That's it. It's like that blue box with a handle and it's a crossbody. He made a limited edition of 100 of them, and he had to stop pre-sales because they were so popular, he wasn't even going to have enough to actually, re- like, launch it. Oh, wow. So now he's releasing a second edition of this bag, and it's already sold out. And it's a bag that looks like a, you're carrying, like you picked up a box of Barilla pasta at the grocery store and threw it around your shoulder. Hmm. I mean... <laughs> So I would ha- I would say that this isn't the first time that we've seen designers release, you know, different bags or articles of clothing that are centered around, you know, popular culture or food items. You know, I, mm-hmm. there was a there was once a a uh, French fry purse. I remember Kim Kardashian had. So I'm not totally against it. Would I wear it? No. But <laughs> could it work for somebody else? Yes, maybe somebody that works in the food, you know, industry is like, I'm going to a food convention and we got a gala and I'm going to wear this purse. That's that's my vibe. Like if I got to go to like uh, a food thing, right, I'm always dressed up and there is some sort. I have a cupcake purse. I have Uh a pineapple purse. Uh I have a lips purse, obviously, you know. Right. So, I I mean, I'm kind of here for it, you know. Um. I I I don't know if I'd pay the price. If Nick was like, "I love you," let me let me make you my muse. Right, like right? a sure. PR moment. Yeah, I will. I will wear the. I will wear it out. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I feel like we're here for it, Ash. I feel like we're yeah, here. Yeah, it's conditional. <laughs> Fully conditional, right? And I need to see that contract in full. And last but not least, and I don't know if you've seen this. This has been making its rounds on the internet. Burger King has a Pride Whopper with two equal buns. I've seen that. The two tops and the two bottoms. Problematic. Yeah, because those those things, those those don't match. I mean, some people make it work. Yep. But no. No, 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 no. I mean, you know a straight person was like, this is going to be a great idea. Right, because it's all about equality. But they didn't. They didn't do their their homework. No, ma'am. 
<laughs> you can keep it. Don't want it. Crispy chicken, oh. fresh lettuce, three yes. cheeses. Do you remember? Yes, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> the commercial that never saw the light of day. Nope, but but that garnered like millions of views. On YouTube, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Are we a fast food queen? Not really. If I am, I, I go and like give me like a large fry from McDonald's with no salt. Uh, no salt. Yeah, because that's how you get it fresh. Oh. oh. Yeah, sometimes that salt be messing up your gums. So, yeah, no, you got to eat it by <laughs> itself. But then I also love a good Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know what? There's a Jollibee that just opened up. I live in Times Square, 120 square feet in Times Square. Okay. Living fabulously Her. in a shoebox. Um, but there's a Jollibee down the block. Have you ever had Jollibee? Uh-uh. Filipino fried chicken? It's like uh-uh. the it's like the Popeyes for the Filipino people. Oh, really? Next time you're in Times Square, Jollibee, they don't they don't play around with their chicken. Interesting. Good Deep, to know. Delicious. Always dark meat. You can't get white meat. Amen. Yes, always All dark right? meat. And they serve it with this side of gravy for mm. dipping. Okay. Okay. D- delish. I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'm not really into fast food either. I mean, there was that one time I ordered 60 McNuggets, but that's I mean, because... I had 20 McNuggets last night, so. <laughs> wait, we wait, this is also very controversial on this podcast. Wendy's McNuggets? Wendy's Nuggets or McDonald's Nuggets? Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Mm, you know what? At, when I was a kid, I would have said McDonald's. As an adult... I'm probably gonna say Wendy's. Yeah, I think I think grown people, right? It's 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 the Wendy's. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we and we stand Wendy's because she's real shady on on the oh, internet. Oh yeah, she be eating people up. <laughs> and with that, I think we are not here for this Burger King two tops two bottoms things, uh-uh. but but we are here for some McNuggets. And with that, I think that's the best way to end. News update. Yes. You know what? Take that with you for the rest of the day, right? Because the rest of the MF news cycle is terrible. (laughs) Before we close out, Kaylin, it is Pride Month. And so I always like to ask my guests what Pride means to them. Ah, you know what? I talked a little bit about this on Twitter. Pride for me is more than just a party and a celebration. It is remembrance. There are a lot of people that lost their lives, that fought the good fight, that did not have the same privileges that we have in today's day and age, that wish that they could have lived long enough to live the life that we are living. And so every time pride comes around, those are the people that I think about. I think about the people that that left this world with dreams, that wanted to do what I do. You know, that were never given the resources, the tools, the equality, the advancements, the ability to be able to do that. And I just hope that in my life, I am able to live out their dreams for them. Amen. Amen. I was just watching this uh, old, I guess, documentary video of Sylvia Rivera Uh speaking about the trans liberation movement Mm. and how it was stolen from her. Mm. And it's something I had never seen before. I'm 41, right? And I am very big into, into all of this and uh-huh. to the obviously the queer history and all of it. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what? Mm. What? And how 
and how she felt a little bit robbed because she still didn't have her rights, mm. you know? And and so in on the heels of what you just said, you know, like that and, you know, how nobody... Yes, we lo- we stand on Mar- Marsha P. Johnson, right? But mm-hmm. nobody's talking about Stormy DeLavare, who who by all accounts is was the first one who threw the brick, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these people who came before us, it's why I, it's why I honored Queen Jean at the beginning of this mm-hmm. podcast, because she's still out there doing the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, I, if she marched a hundred protests, right? She's marched not a one. She like always in the streets, always in the streets screaming for, for her rights, their rights, mm-hmm. our rights, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and even still, things are being challenged today on the daily, yeah. on the daily. Yeah. You know, yeah. people, people on the internet, uh, people in power on the internet talking about straight extinction and whatnot. You know? Crazy. Really Cra- crazy. I mean, <laughs> are you drinking that water in Flint? What is happening? Yeah, really crazy. <laughs> like crazy, crazy. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, I love that message. What's next for you? Well, you know, you're going to see a lot more of me on Food Network, and we actually have some really good uh, surprises in the works. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Oh, yeah. It's just a full teaser, but that's all we get. <laughs> well, you know, when you work in this industry, you got all these NDAs, and then everybody always like, well, what's next? And then you'd be like, well, I wish I could tell you, but I can't tell you yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been teasing a Netflix something for, for months now. See? Look. Look. There you go. I think. Allegedly. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, we stand and we are here for it and we can't wait to see it. You're so, you know what I love also about your Instagram before we close out because uh-huh. we have like five more minutes here. Um, the fashion of it all. Uh, well, thank you. The fashion of it all, right? I How try to give a little bit of everything, you right. know? Yeah, yeah, listen, you have the fashion show with the fashions. This isn't She by Sheree. Ah! <laughs> spring, summer, spring, summer, spring, summer, joggers. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I love fashion. Yeah. Um, where does that? Where does the fashion sense come from? Oh, I mean, my mother got dressed every day, but she wasn't really into like fashion. Fashion. I think just watching TV, and I was always into like pop culture and Hollywood. And I used to just think it was so glamorous and I just wanted to be glamorous too, you know? And so I just, I love looking good. And when I look good, I feel good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me and just being the ultimate pride guest here on In Your Mouth. We, we stand you, we love you. And I am so honored and grateful that you gave me a, time out of your super busy schedule oh my goodness no the pleasure was all mine darling thank you so much of course yeah, give the kids all the handles not that they need it right yes them- well you know i make it very easy you can always find me everywhere at the kaylin allen that's right. simple not nice and simple right and obviously on your television screens all over the world uh, all over the place right you know it baby <laughs> streaming daily right doesn't have a wikipedia but find him on imdb <laughs> yeah i need a wikipedia page you do well i went i went to hunting 
right? Somebody, I need to hire somebody to write one. You have an entire team to do that for you, right? Yep. And a fabulous team. And shout out to, to Kaylin's team, who I deal with a lot of people's PR teams and whatnot, and they were on it and so lovely and so, and just so wonderful. I like, like that. So, I mean, uh, they also exude the energy that you exude. So, just so you know, your team is also on it. And I well, love that's right? what I love to hear. Okay. So, and I'm not even blowing smoke here. Legit, <laughs> legit, legit, legit. Everything was, uh, it was a stellar moment working with everyone who helps you do what you do as well. Wonderful. So, so yeah, um, in your mouth, listeners, go to the website, right? Actually, first and foremost, go to at the Kaylin Allen on Instagram, Twitter, uh, not OnlyFans, any, but I, everywhere else. <laughs> or maybe OnlyFans, I don't know. Uh, um, you won't find me there. <laughs> Listen, if Larsa Pippen can be on OnlyFans, so can you. You're right. All right, you could show your feet and make a million dollars. You, Hello. That is very true, too. There's, there's a market. Uh-huh. <laughs> and go show him all the love. Tell him I sent you. And then, secondly, go to www.themunoz.com forward slash mouth merch. Look at the Pride merch. It's a, little, it's a little late to get it before this Pride Sunday, honey. But it'll still get to you. It's fabulous. And the best part of it all is that all proceeds are going to the Alley Fournay Center because I wanted to give back this pride season right so we're helping the lgbtq homeless youth out there uh, which is really really important other than that folks have a safe pride um you know the world is crazy and i hate that i have to say this but keep uh, keep your eyes open take care of each other you know have some water while you drink i got i gotta be auntie here i gotta be mom right because i'm old and you know, take care of each other. Have your fun. Drink responsibly, and be aware of your surroundings. These prides, because I want everyone out there to be safe, have the best pride ever. And other than that, thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth.